Gamers, hello, hello everybody, and welcome to everybody who is here with us live. Let me go ahead and turn that beautiful sound off. Uh, that's so I don't leave Dr. Wallach in the waiting room very long. As, Zoom recording? And early, and thank you so much, Phyllis. Recording um, in progress. This recorded as our backup. Yes, we do do a live stream and we do have it recorded there, but I always like to have a backup just in case. My name is Becca Dukes and as the hostess of Daily With Doc, I am excited to be able to bring information to you that is empowering, not just for you as a human, but also for our fur babies and those that are not quite fur babies, but in this world, folks. We have so many different creatures who just bless our presence and make up the world that we know that we have to not forget about them. And especially when we're dealing with Dr. Wallach, who is and started as a veterinarian and has done many projects. I think there's over 70 different peer reviewed studies that have been published in journals and various places of all of the work that he has done in the conservation of animals not just humanity but all living beings in this world and today is kind of going to be a special program as we have something that we're going to share with you because there are so many great-hearted people in this world and as dr wallach has put together his 90 for life crusade to save humanity and the world you know nutrition plays a huge part in both the lives of ourselves and of the animal kingdom around us and there are two people that have been champions of wildlife conservation and they don't know that i'm doing this and they'd probably tell me no don't do it because they're just that humble of a person they don't want to have the accolades themselves but what they have done is they have put together research and a video that i've done a little bit of assisting on to unveil the truth behind chronic wasting disease in deer and those two individuals are dusty and pat backer of south dakota just an amazing couple who have a heart for humans and animals as they go about in their everyday life. So I'm excited that we're gonna be able to bring this presentation to you. And Dr. Wallach, as part of the Dr. Wallach's 90 for Life Crusade to save humanity and the world, we're putting together an award that is going to be the Dr. Wallach Crusade to Save Humanity in the World Award. And the first one goes to who, Dr. Wallach? I'm assuming it's going to uh, Dusty and Pat. It absolutely is going to Dusty and Pat, and I'm excited to be able to share this uh, video with you. Now, folks, this is, this is not our normal type of um, show but it truly does impact not just animals, but there's a direct correlation to humans. And you're going to be hearing that as well. So pay, cl pay close attention as a lot of things are being pointed out. And Dr. Wallach even mentions the different 
conditions that are so close to this. And as he says, just dumb luck. So Dr. Wallach, anything that you would like to say before we start this presentation? Yes, well, um, second of all, <laughs> uh, second of all, and first of all, I can't thank, uh, let's see here, there's a character named Rebecca Dukes, who has so much um, input into this project. Um, been working on it for at least, what, a couple of years. And um, it's one of those things where um, your uh, knowledge of uh, technology has been a, an enormous asset. This project could not be finished as quickly as it was finished. After we had all the details, then what do you do with all the 60 years worth of details? Okay. And because of your knowledge of technology, we've been able to put this together. So we can't thank you enough. And you should also get one of those awards. So we're going to see that you get one too. Yeah, but see, I'm an employee of wellness publications. I can't, I'm disqualified. Okay. I just do what I do because I love doing what I do. And, you know, as a 4-H kid, you learn by doing. If I didn't know how to do it, I learned how to do it. Just, that's just the way I am. So thank you, Dr. Wallach, for the opportunity to grow and learn and, you know, be able just to find a way in a big way beyond myself to be able to help humanity and the world. And there's so many people that are doing it even bigger than I, Dr. Wallach. So I think they get the recognition and, and it's because of you that they have the information, the tools in their toolbox to be able to do so. So folks, without further ado, and I think everything is streaming just the way that it's supposed to be, I am going to be making sure that I'm on the right screen. Here, you just told me what great jobs I do and I'm trying to find the screen. But Dr. Wallach, if you want to go ahead and, and say a little bit more while I get this up, that would be fantastic. Okay. Well, basically, uh, the project uh, to save the white rhino was a project to save humanity uh, because it's one of those things where um, you have all these sort of um, other creatures on Earth that share our environment, including the atmosphere and air, our water, our land, where our food comes from. And what happens to them happens to us. What happens to us happens to them. And so um, I, I learned this you know, as a kid in 4-H and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, and um, agriculture, my first degree was in agriculture. My second degree was in uh, veterinary medicine. And they got three uh, postdoctoral fellowships in pathology. One uh, was from uh, the, uh, let's see here, uh, it's university um, out of St. Louis, okay. okay. Yeah, and it's one of those things where um, <clears throat> just at one project, we did you know well over twenty thousand autopsies um, a year for ten years. Okay, it was a huge project. That book that came out, "Diseases of Exotic Animals," is in the Smithsonian Institute as a national treasure. That was surprising to me. I thought it was just going to be, you know, a little um, thing that was published. There you go. And they little, sell, not quite. <laughs> they sell 
brand new is still in the box in the wrapper, $25,000 each. Now you can get them for beat up. The dog peed on them and pages are, you know, the corners are folded down and that kind of stuff. You can get them for 10,000, 8,000. Some of them that are really in bad shape sell for maybe nine, uh, $900, $1,200 or something like that. But uh, that that book is a, I mean, in my wildest dreams, a dumb farm kid from Missouri gets a publication as a national treasure, okay, in the, in, in the um, Smithsonian Institute. I mean, it was, that was the thing that was farthest from my mind. <laughs> I just want to get the, the information well, out there. And Dr. Wallach, the research that you did and that goes into that book just goes to prove that uh, your credentials to do what you do, especially on today's presentation. So okay. I am ready. I'm going to go ahead and share screen, share pull the, also the video. We're going to pull the trigger. And uh -oh. sound. Just a minute, Dr. Wall. Just a minute. Trying to figure out. There we go. When you lose things on the screen, eek. And we had this all set up. I don't know what happened, AJ. Oh, maybe that happened. All right. Oh. Here, it, Dr. Wallach, you were saying what, how great I was in here. Is there sound supposed to be going with this? Here we go. Not yet. Not yet. They tell us it's infectious. They tell us it's the killer of deer. They tell us it's 100% fatal. They tell us that if we feed the deer, we are spreading it. They tell us it's from prions and they are everywhere. They tell us they are trying to stop the spread. They tell us they need our hunter harvested deer to test for it. They use broken science. They have no answers after 57 years, yet they tell us we are on the verge of an epidemic. The agency's own document, the AFWA, contradicts what they restrict. Evidence to date suggests that restrictions on feeding quantity would not mitigate the potential for disease transmission and that putative mitigating practices such as spreading feed or bait over a specified area or restricting the kinds of food items that can be used did not substantially reduce the potential risk for disease transmission. The narrative began in 1967. The one piece that is in agreement is CWD is a neurological degenerative disease that is focused on the brain and spinal cord. The rest of the narrative is filled with confusion, doubt, fear, power, and funds. Millions of dollars has been spent on research, restrictions, slaughtering, propaganda, and testing while EHD and winters have killed tens of thousands. Where is the money coming from? 
there's a simple response, the people. Whether it is from the Pittman-Robertson funds, legislation, or license fees, it is the people. Recently, Federal Bill 5608, CWD Research and Management, was passed in the House with suspended rules and sent to the Senate, where it sat with no action taken for eight months. The bill was then picked up in the omnibus bill, H.R. 2167, in December of 2022. $70 million a year for six years, equally $420 million. The bulk of the bill reads that state agencies and tribes can get a crack at millions as long as they follow a certain criteria in which the agencies wrote. New areas of detections, more funds. Strict management, more funds. More detections, more funds. Commitment of funds, more funds. There were many agencies and groups that lobbied or donated to the passing of the bill. Suddenly an uptick in meetings, slaughtering, testing, and propaganda began across the nation. We aren't seeing the death. Where are all the dead deer they are telling us is happening by CWD? Testing, 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 testing. CWD, they missed it by a million miles. You cannot out-theorize 32,000 autopsies on over 600 species and millions of chemistries. There's kind of a, not a new entity, it's just been made a new entity because, you know, I used to see this stuff in the wild animals um, called CWD, chronic wasting disease in deer and buffalo and giraffe and in the, in the eastern part of Africa and so forth. These things are all the same pathology. It's just by dumb luck, what part of the brain is more severely impacted? And so you get different symptoms, but it's all the same disease. There are no such things as prions. I always... You know, I'm a pathologist. I've seen every kind of bacteria, fungus, and yeast virus you can think of. But nobody can show me a picture of a prion. And they keep saying, oh, this chronic wasting disease in deer is caused by prions. Uh, uh, uh. No. Um, and Parkinson's disease is one of those uh, uh, terrible, terrible diseases of aging. No. Okay. They're all the same diseases. It's, again, location, 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 location. And... We have so much experience in animals and you know, like these herds of deer, a thousand head of deer in these big ranches and four of them will have CWD, chronic wasting disease. And um, you get these, these people who are really, they're not all right upstairs in their head. They want to um, uh, actually eliminate, kill all 1000 deer because they're afraid they're going to catch the CWD from the four deer that have it. Well, the CWD, chronic wasting disease, is not an infectious disease. It's identical in pathology. When you look at the pathology under the microscope of Alzheimer's disease, MS, multiple sclerosis, Gambier syndrome, Parkinson's disease, FTD, frontal temporal dementia, like Bruce Willis has, Kreutzfeldt-Jacobs disease, ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, CWD, and 
and ruminants. It could be buffalo and deer and giraffe and you know, antelope all over the world. It's the same pathology. It looks the same, okay, whether it's a, whether it's a deer or a human or a giraffe, okay, um, or an antelope. And so it's just location, 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 which gives you the different symptoms. Dr. Joel Wallach was born into farm living in rural Missouri, where he tended to vegetable crops and livestock with equal care. As he worked on his high school studies and on becoming an Eagle Scout, Dr. Wallach gravitated towards animal science, plant science, soil science, and veterinary medicine. To learn more, Dr. Wallach got a summer job at the St. Louis Zoo, where he had the privilege of caring for exotic animals alongside Marlon Perkins, of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom fame. Inspired by Mr. Perkins, Dr. Wallach found his mission early in life to protect the welfare of animals, plants, and the earth itself. He wanted all living things to thrive and prosper. Back on the family farm, Dr. Wallach had an epiphany that would advance his new mission for decades to come. He realized that livestock received better nutrition than humans. Dr. Wallach observed that nutrient-dense alfalfa pellets fed to livestock were a cost-effective gold standard practice for preventing infertility, birth defects, heart disease, arthritis, and other degenerative diseases. But he wondered, why is it common practice for livestock to get this nutrition, but not humans? As Dr. Wallach went to the University of Missouri to study agriculture and veterinary medicine, he was determined to solve this nutritional mystery. In organic chemistry class, Dr. Wallach had another breakthrough when he learned that minerals are needed for hundreds of life-sustaining reactions in the body. With his agricultural background, Dr. Wallach also knew that these same minerals are often lacking in the soil and in our diet. Dr. Wallach knew he was on to something significant. After receiving his Bachelor of Science in Agriculture in 1962 and his doctorate in Veterinary Medicine in 1964, he began chasing the answers that he knew would bring vibrant health and wellness to all living creatures on Earth. He studied nutritional deficiency diseases. He began working as a veterinary pathology assistant, conducting up to 25 animal autopsies daily. He investigated the mineral intake of the world's longest living cultures. He traveled to Africa to treat and save exotic animals and endangered species. In 1966, he was invited by Marlon Perkins to participate in a $7.5 million National Institutes of Health study on ecology, environment, pollution, and plant and animal health. The massive study became Dr. Wallach's focus for the next 12 years. Over time, Dr. Wallach performed thousands of animal autopsies across 454 species, including 3,000 humans. His work was included in 70 peer-reviewed journal articles and 15 textbook chapters. Dr. Wallach also began working on his own textbook, The Diseases of Exotic Animals, The Medical and Surgical Management, which is now recommended by the Smithsonian Institute as a foundation text for all zoos. Dr. Wallach's discoveries from this prolific time are still used today to reduce degenerative disease, improve fertility, and extend longevity for exotic animals and livestock.
But most significantly, after thousands of animal and human autopsies, Dr. Wallach gained unprecedented insight on the inner workings of the Earth's inhabitants. What he discovered was a near-universal trend. Across species, minerals were the currency of life itself. Soon after this revelation, Dr. Wallach identified the first non-human case of cystic fibrosis in a rhesus monkey. He named selenium deficiency as the cause, challenging the established belief that the disease was genetic in nature. Dr. Wallach's findings were met with resistance as the NIH and media alike tried to silence his discovery and discredit his qualifications. We had to sue the courts and everything because we were getting rulings uh, ordering us to stop saying that we could prevent and reverse uh, certain childhood diseases and adult diseases using vitamins and minerals because doctors and hospitals and uh, insurance companies and people who were geneticists would go to the courts and say this guy's a veterinarian he wasn't even a doctor yet what are we talking about here he's a veterinarian and he's saying all these diseases we know of is a fact and I mean you know we got all these ten professors from the university who say it's a genetic disease and he's saying it's just a simple nutritional deficiency and and you know we don't want him to defraud all these people and so I was able to prove to the courts that I was correct by having the records from the animals showing that the same disease under the microscope because their experts couldn't tell whether it was from an animal or a human. Well, what would you say this is? Oh, that's muscular dystrophy. What would you say this is muscular dystrophy? Which one is an animal and which one is a human? Uh, okay, well, they couldn't because muscle is muscle under the microscope. So those are the sort of things that we were able to do over the years. And, and, and mostly it was legal stuff, okay? Because we knew we had the prevention. We knew we had the reversal. Uh, we knew it, it was diet and lack of nutrients. Uh, we knew from the animal studies and soil studies, I also have a degree in agriculture, uh, nutritional minerals do not occur in a uniform blanket around the crust of the earth. They occur in veins like chocolate and chocolate with ice cream. Okay, that's why some places in the world people live to be 200. Some places in the world people only live to be 40. They could be first cousins. And that's because the, the nutrients are not found equally. Just like gold mines are not found equally around the world. That's why coal mines are not found equally around the world. Okay, silver is not found equally around the world. Same thing with nutritional minerals. You know, some simple ones like iron and zinc and stuff like that, but also some very exotic ones <clears throat> are not found equally around the world. I performed 32,000 autopsies and 13,000 were human. These people are looking for the boogeyman, hoping to find a bug, which is a bacteria, virus, fungus, or yeast. Something, but they haven't found one yet because CWD is a demounting disease. It is like Parkinson's, MS, Alzheimer's, CJD, or ALS, which are not contagious. You look at the myelin like degenerative disease under the microscope, and they all have the same pathology. The pathological descriptions of the deer are the same. They say it's similar to prion disease in humans. Well, no, there are no such things as prions in humans either. Every image seen of a prion is an artist's impression. It's just graphics, none of the actual slide or actual image. In 2021, a research paper claimed to have a picture using magnification of 81,000. Well, I used an electron microscope. There's 126,000 magnification, and I can confirm that there are no such things as a prion. If you see germs, 
you should be able to see a prion. There are no such things as a prion. What the heck are they testing? Let's go back you know, again, 3,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago, 1,000 years ago. And they knew things were infectious, but they didn't know about germs. They didn't have microscopes so they could see viruses, bacteria, fungus, and yeast. But they knew it was infectious. And um, so they came up with a the germ theory and that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> um, the same thing is true uh, when they came up with the microscopes and the ability to see germs, then they said, we got to grow those things because we can see them. Okay. Well, the same thing is true uh, with these prions. There are no such things as prions. You can go look them up, go to any source you know, of information and say, show me a picture of a prion. And they'll show you ribbons. They'll show you a stack of coins. There are no pictures of prions because there are no such things as prions. The definition of a prion is we have no earthly idea what it is. We're going to blame it on a prion. When a picture of a microscopic slide of a prion was requested, the State Wildlife Agency sent a 2021 research paper. What is the picture in the paper? Well, they sent you a drawing or a picture of, you know, twisted ribbons or stuff like that. There is no pathology organism called a prion. There's viruses, bacteria, fungus, and yeast, parasites of all kinds, worms, and uh, microscopic um, bugs, but there are no such things as prions. When the agencies say that CWD is infectious, what is your response? And that belongs to the science of crapola. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on, Dr. Wellick? Oh, well, just uh, this thing going on with the deer is a big deal because, you know, they, they keep, these groups keep pushing to destroy thousands of deer that don't have chronic wasting disease, and it's never been proven to be transmissible. It's actually, uh, what, is, what it is, actually, it's uh, Parkinson's disease in deer. Okay, it's the same pathology under the microscope in the brain of the deer as it is in people, human beings with Parkinson's disease. And so that'd be like saying, okay, now we have all these people with Parkinson's disease, we got to, you know, execute them because they might transmit it to other people. That's how silly they are. Well, with it not being transmissible, and and I've looked at some of the studies where they'll just find two or three in a whole area. It, it doesn't make sense that two or three have it, Dr. Wallach. And then to say that it's contagious. I mean, because I know where where my farm is, I'll go down a two-mile stretch, there'll be over 50 deer. And then the 50 deer, and there's one or two, and they want to destroy the whole herd because of that one or two, but the rest are fine. Yeah, well, it's like saying, oh, you got two people in your village with, with um, Parkinson's disease. Let's destroy, let's execute everybody in the village so nobody gets Parkinson's disease. That's how silly that is. Yeah, well... It doesn't make any sense. And as I said in the introduction, Dr. Wallach, when you hear the information, it's common sense, folks. If you've got one in 50 and nobody else is having any type of symptoms, it's not contagious, right? That is correct. So we got we got to look at nutrition. We got to look at something else, folks. And when when you're really looking deep into it 
and you look at things like Dr. Wallach is looking at things, the demyelinization, I mean, that means that that myelin that protects the brain, that protects the nerves is going away. And when it's how much, what percentage of it is cholesterol? Oh, of myelin, 100%. In some places, some places 75%, some places 50%, but never less than 50%. So if you eliminate cholesterol, the good cholesterol, altogether, you're going to be depleting that cholesterol that is needed for protection. Humic shale is a unique source of the plant-derived colloidal minerals. It originated from lush tropical plants that took up 77 plus minerals from the fertile soil. Humic shale never fossilized or petrified. In other words, they never became rocks. Just compressed, dried, prehistoric compost piles that contain a high level of plant-derived minerals. Colloidal minerals are 98% absorbable. Humic shale would be an excellent ground conditioner for mineral deficient soils food plots, and for supplemental wildlife feed. It would provide 77 trace minerals, which are cofactors for the building of healthy myelin and other body functions. In deer, the CWD, chronic wasting disease, under the microscope, the brains look exactly the same as um, humans with Alzheimer's disease and frontotemporal dementia. Okay, getting a clue here. And so it's the same central nervous system pathology, okay? It's a cholesterol deficiency. I'll point this out again. It's a cholesterol deficiency. And the, these, quote, experts, unquote, um, <clears throat> of CWD are telling you that it's um, prions, this new um, bug, okay? It's a new bug called prions. No, no, no. Um, what you have to do is give the animals what they need to maintain their brain and spinal cord. Uh, they need acorns, beans of all kinds, soybeans, lima beans, corn, um, peas, and so on. And the um, liver, okay, in these deer will take this source of cholesterol that I just mentioned, these beans and including acorns, will take this, <clears throat> the, um, uh, oil, okay, and turn it into myelin, the white matter of the brain and spinal cord. And so <clears throat> that's why you don't see a whole lot of this sort of disease in domestic um, uh, like cattle and sheep and goats and things like that because they're getting corn and beans and so forth. They're getting the raw materials to maintain the brain, okay? And so the wild deer, they live in places where those <clears throat> plants don't grow naturally. And so percentage, maybe half a percent to two to five percent of a herd will have that. And these experts um, in CWD want to exterminate the entire herds because they say um, it's a terrible uh, disease caused by these bugs. We have to eliminate these thousands of deer because two are infected with this disease. Please don't let them do that because that's not even close to true. Uh, diseases that are caused by demonization, no white matter, okay? And so once you get this, um, the raw materials to them, 
their livers will make the cholesterol, their brains will come back, and we will have saved at least dozens of species that these people are wanting to eliminate because they're afraid that it's going to be transferred to humans. <laughs> it was in 1965, 66, uh, those two years I spent in Africa uh, doing autopsies and animals that were dying and, and so forth. And they're, they you know, blaming it on poachers and blaming it on diseases and stuff and mysterious um, organisms floating around. But really, it was just simple nutritional deficiencies. And we got the nutrients out there for them. And we saved the white rhino. Again, there was only 350 by actual count back then in uh, 1965. And guess what? Today, there is 16,000 by actual count this last January. 16,000. So we were successful. And we're going to be successful again because we're going to use the same <clears throat> principles that we use for white rhino in Africa. We're going to uh, do this um, for the, the deer for CWD here in America. And uh, because people were afraid to take their kids into the parks because they, they knew it was infectious and was going to, going to get into humans and all this kind of stuff. No, it's just a simple nutritional deficiencies. And again, when you look up what a prion is, it's just a multicolored ribbon. There are no prions. There are no such things as a infectious virus or bug or bacteria or fungus or anything like that that is a prion. It's just pictures of, of uh, ribbons. <laughs> they just made it all up. The the um, myelin in the brain and spinal cord require nutrients to form and to maintain itself. You know, one, one cell of myelin is not going to last you 100 years. It might only last two weeks or two months or, two, you know, that sort of stuff. So you have to constantly have complete flow of these things filling in constantly. Otherwise, you could just drink water all your life and not take any nutrition. They'll get the raw materials they need. They'll make the myelin in the brain and spinal cord and the nerves. And guess what? They won't have CWD anymore. It'll take anywhere from two to six weeks to heal. Um, we see this all the time um, in domestic animals, and it's easy to deal with. They're looking for plants that grow oily seeds. Okay. Now, if you have a herd of a 100 deer, and the three deer that have the um, disease, myelin deficiency disease, why did those three deer get it and the rest of the deer didn't get it? That's because they're at the low end of the totem pole and they got pushed off to the side and they didn't get to eat the stuff they needed to eat. How do you diagnose CWD? They keep telling us, you know, how contagious it is. That's why they're slaughtering these deer and they have no idea how it gets into their pens when they're double fenced. It's not contagious, it's a nutritional deficiency. So what about like the the spinal cord, the brain that they're injecting into these, you know, these Frankenstein studies, none of that is contagious as well. That's correct. Because they restrict us as far as carcass restrictions too. Like we can't move, you know, the carcasses in certain units with CWD positives because it's spreading it everywhere. But mm -hmm. that is complete incorrect information. That's correct. Okay. And Dr. Wallach. Correct. <laughs> so to diagnose if an animal has this demyelination disease, an autopsy has to be done, correct? Yeah, you need biopsies of the myelin, the white matter of the brain, 
in like eight different places in the brain, eight different places in the spinal cord, because you can have demyelinization in one place the size of a dime causing symptoms, okay? So the agencies are taking um, samples of the lymph nodes and the tonsils and the rectum, and the rectum. test. So we're just very confused. Why would they be doing that? Because they're looking for something. They don't know what they're looking for, so they're taking samples of everything, hoping to stumble onto something. Well, their tests are saying positive. So are they, are they picking up bacteria? I mean, I mean, positive for what? They're saying they're, they're positive for, for CWD. CWD is what they keep saying just by their test, but a biopsy or autopsy is the only way to confirm a demyelinating disease. That's correct. Correct. Okay. Experts will attack our observations and conclusions as coming from untrained, unworthy of an opinion. However, we would point out that Columbus, Franklin, newcomers, Faraday, and Edison were all simple men who made critical observations and in one way or another took action against the sea anchor of the dogma and common thinking of the day and as a result catapulted the capabilities of humanity forward beyond the dreams of the learned but ignorant scholars of today. The people are the stewards of the land, and we have shown time and time again that we want a solution, and we are the solution. This neurodegenerative disease is the same pathology as in the human conditions. CWD is a myelin, which is cholesterol, deficiency of the brain, spinal cord, and peripheral nerves. Deer make cholesterol in their liver, and they just need the right materials, which are nutrients and minerals, to do so. A cell of myelin may last two weeks to two months. It needs a complete flow of nutrients to fill in and to maintain a healthy brain and spinal cord. We can help. Oily seeds like acorns, soybeans, sunflowers, canola, beans, and cracked corn, along with trace mineral blocks and additional humic shell, will supply the cofactors needed. CWD is not scary. CWD is not contagious. CWD is not 100% fatal. CWD is not an epidemic. CWD is a nutritional deficiency that can be handled if the deer get the required materials. Ask your agencies for irrefutable, unimpeachable, demonstrable data that proves CWD is contagious. Ask your agency that insists on testing for the microscopic slide of what they gathered. If they say you have a positive detection, ask for the biopsy of the eight places in the brain and spinal cord that need to be autopsied. The people are the ones to shut down the narrative we have been fed and start feeding the deer what they need. Dedicated to the deer resilience of wild. May their health and well-being be prioritized quest for a solution for CWD. A heartfelt link for love by Dusty and Jake. Special thank you to Dr. John Holland decades of research and experience saving animals in danger of extinction and for sharing his groundbreaking insight. And Forms Dialogue is invaluable. Your platform provides a vital space for critical conversations about health and the environment. This video is dedicated again to deer, our silent sentinels of the wild, and their health and well-being prioritized. Chronic waste.
to rewrite the narrative. From dear and perhaps our own depends on our ability to learn, act. Together, we can build a healthier future for all. Share this documentary with your local women. Dr. Wallach is the author and co-author of more than 70 articles published in peer-reviewed journals covering nutritional and pharmaceutical research, as well as his own major contributor to eight books including the famous textbook, Diseases of Exotic Animals. The following is a partial list of published articles and presentations authored in whole or part by Dr. WD is not contagious. It is a nutritional deficiency. Dr. Wallach, as we were watching this again, you know, they talked about oily seeds and listening, listing the corn, the soy, um, canola. Now, one of the things that you have in your good foods, bad foods list on the bad food side are bottled oils. Why would you not just pour bottled oil over their feed? Well, because bottled oil has oxidized just by the nature of it at room temperature. It, um, um, quote, goes bad, unquote. It has chemical changes, um, which cause <clears throat> problems. Okay, so you don't want to cause more problems by putting a defective raw material into them. So you're better off with the seeds and the acorns and the corn, that kind of stuff. And this is why the majority of um, ruminant animals like cows and, and deer and giraffe and um, impala, antelope and that kind of stuff, <clears throat> they... Uh, range in places 
that have the good foods they're looking for. They they are attracted to places that have the good foods. But when you go down through time, um, <clears throat> people had and animals had problems um, of demolinization, and they would just knock them in the head and eat them because they're disrupting the herd and disrupting the family and tearing down the fences and all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> and we're talking over thousands of years. When you take an animal that's out there eating the acorns and you put them into a, a little um, a corral and just feed them wheat and, and um, uh, Timothy hay, uh, you're going to get problems. Now, we've been talking about deer, and you also mentioned that it's the same disease or the same the same symptoms, the demyelinating uh, conditions that also flow right over into the human world. That's correct. <clears throat> um, demyelinization diseases in humans include Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, and pet Go back to Parkinson's disease. Each year in America, we get 90,000 new cases of Parkinson's disease each year in America. That's because people aren't eating correctly. Okay. And doctors just saying, well, that's a, a genetic disease. If you look back in your family, you probably have somebody who had similar symptoms and stuff like that. And they, oh, okay. We can give you some medicine to relieve some of the symptoms. But, you know, you've got a problem here that we can't fix. This is a genetic thing. No, but that's how they, you know, get out from not being able to cure it. Okay, MS, multiple sclerosis, amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, Huntington's chorea, frontotemporal dementia, which is kind of a new form of Alzheimer's disease, Charcot tooth, Bell's palsy, cervical spondylosis, spondylosis, carpal tunnel syndrome, brain or spinal cord tumors, chronic inflammatory demyelinating disease, anti-mag peripheral neuropathy, hereditary neuropathy, pressure palsy, um, myelopathy, optic neuropathy, progressive inflammatory neuropathy, and many, many others, okay? These diseases are all CWD, but in our case, it's CWH. CWH? Yeah, chronic wasting disease in humans. In humans, okay. I'm like, CWH, okay, what could that be? But <laughs> CWD in humans, CWDH. Well, Dr. Wellick, there's so many different forms of or classifications of each of those conditions that you mentioned, and including the Parkinsonism. And one of them is called CBS cordobasal syndrome, which is classified as the Parkinson's plus syndrome. Carolyn mm -hmm. is here with us today on the show, and she would like to know, what would you recommend for somebody that has been given uh, a diagnosis or experiencing, not even a diagnosis, but experiencing the symptoms that are related with any of these conditions, what would be the nutritional approach that you would recommend for them? Okay, get rid of all the bad stuff. No fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no glutens, no wheat, brown, and oats, no buckwheat, no sugar, and no um, carbonated drinks, even the diet one's got to go. And then per 100 pounds of body weight, they need uh, one healthy brain and heart pack per month. They also need the ultimate daily classic tablets for circulation three twice a day per 100 pounds. And then 
the secret sauce for demyelinating diseases, okay, uh, is called I-26. Um, I take two or three of those. I like the chewables. They come in pills and powder and chewables. I like the French vanilla chewables. They also come in what? Uh, banana chocolate, I think it is. Now, so there's banana coconut and vanilla for the flavors. And the powder has no flavor. You can mix it in any cold drink. You want to make sure that it is cold because the heat does denature those those enzymes and antibodies that are within the I-26. So even when you're doing your chewables, Doc, you want to make sure that you're drinking a nice cool drink afterwards and, and not drinking them with your hot, hot tea, folks. So anything else that you would recommend for her? Did you mention like the synaptive with that? Yeah, synaptive would be a good choice. Thank you. Uh, also, um, they can have all kinds of nuts except for peanuts. Peanuts are out, but they can have, um, you know, every kind of peanut, peanut that grows on a tree or a bush, but no peanuts because they grow on the ground. They get infested with uh, aflatoxin, which causes liver cancer. Now, I know that there's there's the raw version of the nuts and then there's the roasted version of the nuts. And you talk about not heating foods. Well, I'm in high temperature, which roasting does do that. Mm -hmm. it, does it make a difference in the nuts? Should we be eating raw over roasted? Preferably. The nice thing is you crack them and eat them, okay, right off the tree kind of thing. Um, and, um, you know, nuts can be stored for quite a while. The nut is in the shell. And then a month later, you crack the shell and eat the nut. It's uh, not a big deal. When you start roasting them, and especially the peanuts that come, you know, from underground, they're infected with the um, fungus um, that produces uh, uh, liver cancer. Okay, uh, and it's one of those things where, you know, you just see it every Friday night. The, the guys getting their paychecks, they go to the bar. And the bartenders give them free peanuts to attract them to come to their bar. And they're drinking their beer and drinking their whiskey and drinking their wine. And, uh, and they're eating the peanuts. And then, you know, somewhere along six months, a year, two years down the line, they get liver cancer. Well, it's a genetic thing. It's, you're 60 years old. You've got to think about those kind of things. No, you know, self-inflicted poisoning. Well, peanuts were promoted as, as a cheap protein source for a while, Dr. Wallach. So I think that might be why a lot of people would uh, who were dieting would go with peanuts. Yeah, well, you had but, to admit they tasted good. You know, the peanuts were kind of tasty. And um, uh, you roast them, uh, especially roasted peanuts were very nice. And uh, it went well with beer, okay? But uh, guess what? Uh, I'm not. <laughs> nothing goes good with beer, Doctor Wallach. Nothing goes good with beer. And as a kid, we that grew up in a peach orchard with multiple pecan trees and having to do all that cracking. I'm thankful for stores. I really am. Um, but hey, to each their own. But there is something about sitting around the table and cracking nuts as a family and just talking. That's mm -hmm. not something that gets done much anymore. Well, Dr. Wallach, 
we have some hands up and I would love to be able to one, let's call up Caroline, who's on the line with us. She, she has some questions. So Caroline, I'm gonna bring you up on the screen with us. Welcome, Carolyn. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, I'm the one with the corticobasal diagnosis and I can't have use of my right hand right now to write down all that you suggested. I just wanna make sure I get it. Is there a way I can hear this again? Absolutely. So this program is going to be up on our website, dailywithdoc.com. Okay. Um, you can also, if you're not working with a distributor and nobody referred you to the program, feel free to give our call team a call. They'll be able to help you with this protocol as they have it as well. That's 855-949-3377. Now, the FDA does require us to say that this program is for educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of your primary care physician, nor are the products meant to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. But folks... The man that we have with us, Dr. Joel Wallach, he has done so much research and connecting the dots through autopsies and looking at what's not there and the disease it is. Okay. He knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I take vitamins and I've been taking really good care of myself for years, I thought, but I'm missing something. Yeah. There's okay. We only have a moment here. We only have a moment here. So okay, how much do you weigh? You've given the protocol, Dr. Wallach. Yeah, there you I'll go. Protocol. Thank you. So I just wanted to, to bring Carolyn on because I know she asked the question last week and I wanted to make sure that we got her question answered today. Okay, so you can see this program again. I'd look at it once every day, have your family um, uh, watch it once a week. Uh, and you know, after they've watched it once a week for a month, watch it once a month <laughs> forever, okay? Because Thank you. To introduce it to your friends, your churchmates, your workmates, your neighbors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. Again, with us, and you know, let us let us know how you're doing. We're here for you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. And let's go to the next question or the next hand that's up. And Greg, go ahead and unmute yourself. Hi, Beth. Hi, Doc. Hey, Greg. I've been working with uh, a 68-year-old that had uh, heart failure and some other issues, and we put him on uh, the programs that you had mentioned. And he uh, just had some blood work done, and it looks like his kidney function is a little high, and his triglycerides, and of course his cholesterol, is not where the doc wants it because he's not taking his statins anymore, but he doesn't want to tell the doctor that. So what can we do to add to the program of the heart and brain pack that we've been doing to uh, help with those things? Okay, so none of the bad foods, no fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no glutens, no wheat, brown, rye, and oats, no sugar, no carbonated drinks, no buckwheat. Um, uh, let's see here. Then uh, per 100 pounds of body weight, it needs one healthy brain and heart pack per month, have a dose twice a day. If it weighs 150 pounds or more, I'd have them take two healthy brain and heart packs a month, the full dose everything twice a day. Then he needs the uh, ultimate daily classic tablets. Okay, I take three of those twice a day. Uh, they'll support healthy 
um, blood flow through blocked arteries and healthy kidney function, healthy heart function, healthy brain function. Okay. And then, uh, obviously, for the neurological stuff, he needs the I-26. Okay. Uh, I like the French vanilla chewables, but, you know, we have the, what is it again? The um, coconut banana. Coconut banana. Okay. <laughs> banana coconut. Uh, <laughs> now he's take, he's taking the I-26 in the immune drink. How much does that should he take? The I-26, he should, he's taking, uh, whether it's the capsules or the chewables, he must take uh, three twice a day because he has pathology. If finances are not a problem, he could take three, three times a day. Okay. Dr. Wallach, in the immune FX, it also includes the I-26 in a small dose. Greg, I with the conditions that you explained, I would definitely add a full dose of the I-26 in addition to. Okay, so if he has a drink once a day, then also a, a session of the one I-26 in another form. Yes. Yes. And of course, if finances are not an issue, then taking, you know, the, the drink twice a day or three times a day is fine. Okay. And if, if it's, um, uh, you've got a financial problem, go, go more to the I-26 because it's uh, cheaper to eat a couple of, of these chewables two or three times a day than it is to drink the drinks. Okay. Thanks. You bet. Keep us informed. Thank you, Greg. Uh, Dr. Wallach, since you don't have your appointment afterwards, let's go ahead and one more question, if you don't mind. Okay. <clears throat> Jill, go ahead and unmute yourself. Sure. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, hi, Dr. Wallach. Hi. I have a woman who's 76 years old. She weighs 125 pounds. She's just a little bit over five foot. And she uh, has severe osteoporosis and she has GERD. But her GERD has a specific diagnosis of respiratory reflux. So I've talked to her about doing, you know, the healthy uh, digestion pack, including enzymes and probiotics, but she's been on Nexium for 30 years and she has, she's not, she's not unwilling to get off of it, but she's concerned about that. Um, she's tried to get off before and has some kind of a, a rebound uh, okay. issue getting off of it. And then she has this, she said it's the respiratory thing. So it, they tell her that, um, it comes, it comes in a flap and sp and spews it back up. So what should we do? How much does she weigh? 125. Okay. So none of the bad foods, no fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no glutens, no wheat, butter, and oats, no buckwheat, no sugar, no carbonated drinks. Either that one's got to go. And you say 125? <clears throat> yes. Okay. So one healthy brain and heart pack per month, a half a dose of everything twice a day. <clears throat> And then I would give her the I-26, whatever form she wants to take, but I'd give her uh, three doses a day because she's got clinical disease, three doses a day. And um, uh, let's see here. She also needs, uh, in addition to that, I'd have her take the Ultimate Daily Classic tablets, take three of those twice a day. It'll be two bottles a month, and that's to get blood flowing through the, the arteries and veins and the, the brain and the heart and the kidneys and and so forth. And I think oh, the respiratory stuff, we do have the um, oxybody. Okay. I get a little it's, respiratory, it's respiratory reflux. It's GERD, but 
but mm-hmm. they're said they're saying that uh, it comes back up that it it it's in her lower sphincter. I think is what they say. Okay. Okay. So this may be caused by osteoporosis of the skull. Okay, uh-huh. squeezing the nerves that go to the lungs. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so it's one of those things where I got to take all this stuff, make every every part of the body and all the tools in the body healthy and functioning properly. <clears throat> and so it seems funny to be dealing with the nerves, you know, and the blood vessels that go to the kidneys if you have a lung problem. But you need to you need the blood flow, you, you need the, the nerves to work, and um, did, did I cover everything there, Becca? I think you did, actually. Okay, so, so let's go with that. And you know, so you recommend, of course, she goes off the Nexium, and she's been on it for thirty years. So she's saying, asking, like, how does she do that? That she doesn't end up with this uh, horrible irritation and yeah. uh, well, don't, don't, get, don't try to get off the Nexium just yet. I wanted to be on this program, say, for two months. Okay, and then when you start trying to get off the Nexium after two months on a program, you reduce it by say. Um, one quarter. Okay. Weeks or months, and then if there's no problem, then you reduce by another quarter. It might take six months to get off of it. Okay, that makes sense. So then you don't recommend the ultimate enzymes because they would do the opposite. Just get on the program, and then eventually taper off the Nexium. Well, if she has a digestive problem, then ultimate enzymes are okay too. Okay. All right. Thank you, Doc. Okay, you bet. Keep us informed. All right. Thank you so much, Jill. And Doc, now salting the food, that helps with with that whole gastrointestinal stuff, doesn't it? Because it helps with breaking down the food, gets the, the well, juices. Yeah, you have, to, you have to stay away from the gluten. Okay, so the, the intestines will still be able to absorb nutrition. After it's digested, you could digest it, but if you're not absorbing it, it comes out the other end. This is true. This is true. Well, it's all going to come out the other end, Dr. Wallach. Not all, because you're going to burn a certain amount of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, and AJ has his hand up. AJ, do you have one quick thing? Hey, Doc. Yes, sir. Fantastic presentation on those, uh, on those, on uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but but a, but a quick human question, um, which was similar to Jill's question um, of a woman who was on a, a pharmaceutical uh, for her gut for her gut, and now she's got um, ulcerations in her entire uh, GI tract, and just wondering what she can do for the, all these little cuts that she's got in her GI tract that might uh, make her feel better and ease some of the pain that she's dealing with. Okay, is she taking our products? She's not on any longevity products yet. How much does she weigh? 125. Okay, get rid of all the bad stuff. Okay, no fried foods, no processed meats, no oils, no glutens, no buckwheat, no sugar, uh, no carbonated drinks, the diet one's gotta go. And 125 pounds would have her take one healthy brain and heart pack a month, and half of those are only twice a day. But also have her take our enzymes. She take our enzymes and take uh, two or three of those before each meal, say five or 10 minutes for each meal. And also have her take our, um, let's see here. I like the herbal rainforest. Okay, she can, that'll help quiet down 
what's going on in the intestines, <clears throat> the herbal rainforest. Uh, she could have, say, two doses a day. And um, uh, let's see here. Let's start there. Thank you. She was a little concerned about the enzymes being too harsh. Do you think that she that, that that's going to do any irritation? No, the enzymes are quite actually quite nice. Our enzymes are quite nice. Uh, also, it wouldn't hurt for her to drink a couple of doses a day of the um, our drink for the for the athletes. Okay. The rebound. Rebound, yeah, our rebound. She could take that for a source of energy, and uh, drink the non-carbonated ones. We have two versions of non-carbonated. We have one version of carbonated. Drink a non-carbonated dose, um, <clears throat> uh, two or three times a day, and that's going to give her more nutrition. Okay, and um, uh, also it actually supports a healthy environment in the digestive tract. You're awesome, Doc. I, I hope everybody gets the message. Okay, well, thank you for the kind words. And just keep us informed how this gal is doing, okay? Will do. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Right. And yes, Rebound is AJ's favorite. Thank you so much, Dr. Wallach, for being here with us. And folks, if you'd like to get any of Dr. Wallach's books, please go to drjwallach.com or give them a call. Dr. Wallach, do you know their number off the top of your head? 1-800-755-4656. 1-800-755-4656. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Wallach. Have a very blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Thank you. And, and if I can get my co-hosts on the screen with me, I would not be able to do this without them. They have been a true blessing for the team as they each have skills that they bring to the table. And those skills, as we work together, create great things. So I just wanna thank Marilyn for all she does with her typing skills and providing the information as a, a repeat in our chat, which folks, I forgot to invite you to our Zoom, but if you would like to join us anytime, uh, Monday, Thursday, Friday, from 12 to almost one o'clock p.m. Pacific time, you can go to dailywithdoczoom.com and you can catch that chat that has all the transcription that Marilyn and also Phyllis, she puts a lot in there as well as they do some tag teaming and uh, just make sure that the information that is shared is available. Because I know sometimes we can't hear as fast as we can write. These ladies, they've got our backs. So just want to do a special shout out to each of them for that. And Phyllis out watching all of the different platforms and helping to bring in questions and answer questions as people are commenting. Thank you so much for that, Phyllis. And Albert, as he is focused on letting people into the room and watching the cameras, um, doing a little bit of uh, keeping track of the information that we're sharing so that we can include that in our descriptions for our replays and AJ who is helping as as the assistant executive production manager to the program and also our platform specialist as he has helped us get out onto numerous different platforms around the internet uh, and electronic technology world so thank you so much to all of them 
um, for all that they do. Because like I said, I would not be able to do this all by myself. So folks, if you have skills that you already have or want to learn and you want to be part of a community that helps to spread this message, get back with the person that shared this program with you. Say, hey, I heard that there's an opportunity that I can use my skills to help the cause, to help in Dr. Wallach's 90 for Life crusade to save humanity and the world. And you may be the next recipient of the award that Dr. Wallach is now giving out for those who are truly making an impact around the world or in their communities to help bring awareness to the importance of nutrition and how poor nutrition affects the different areas of health. So thank you again, everybody, for being here with us. If you do use those social media platforms, don't forget to go to dwdgiveaway.com and register for the giveaway. I will be sending out thank you gifts to those who share the most. So in addition to registering, there's the different options, different platforms that we have that earn you points. Some of them are more points than others. And you can collect those points and be in the running for the thank you gifts that I send out. Thank you again and again. Get back to the person that shared this program with you. If there is no one to thank and you found this program on your own, you have never spoken to anybody about longevity and you have never purchased any of the longevity products, feel free to give our call team a call at 855-949-3377, where we have some of the best certified holistic health coaches um, from the Institute of Holistic Health, which I am very, very proud of. So until next time, I will still be Becca Dukes, your hostess and the Director of Student Services for the Institute of Holistic Health, making sure that people are getting the information they need to help themselves so they can help their families, they can help their communities, and together we can help the world. Bye for now.